Guess what time it is? It's Simpsons time. The first one in three weeks. So I've been itching to talk about They Saved Lisa's Brain, written by Matt Selman, and I don't want to say a standout of season 10 because season 10 was a very strong season. And I can think of like five or six that I like even better than this. But this one was certainly extremely funny. Uh, and I'm going to attempt to dissect it in reverse chronological order from the end of the episode back. Um, for this is the landmark episode that features Stephen Hawking. And he does not appear until the end. Homer... Your theory of a donut-shaped universe is very intriguing to me. <laughs> a quote from the very last scene of the episode when Hawking and Homer are drinking beer together at Moe's. Uh, it is a little-known fact that even though... Stephen Hawking has a computerized voice that can be imitated by pretty much any computer. Um, that he actually did come in to the record and, you know, met everybody. And when you hear those lines being spoken, it is his voice controller with a microphone up to it. And so that, it just makes it, it makes it, you can sort of tell. I don't know how you can tell, but you can. It's not fake Stephen Hawking. It is really Stephen Hawking. He was really there. His appearance uh, is occasioned by a change in regime at Springfield. Uh, Mayor Quimby was not quite ousted, but he absconded precipitously uh, when he thought that the learned citizens of Springfield were um, aware of some corruption that he had been a part of. And so all of the people in Springfield who belonged to Mensa were in control of the town suddenly. Um, and Stephen Hawking wanted to come and check that out. But by the time he arrived... Uh, all hell had broken loose because Frank was saying that he wanted to 
outlaw sports because you have to take off your shirt and comic book guy said that breeding has to be limited to once every seven years you know and all these things that are normal for nerds but for the hoi polloi we're not at all normal and Stephen King Stephen King <laughs> Stephen Hawking uh came to check that out and basically mocked them, saying that their utopia was more of a fruitopia. A reference to a beverage that was popular in the 90s that they don't make anymore called fruitopia. Um, so, yeah, they have a lot of fun with Stephen Hawking, who is, by most accounts, the smartest man alive. Um since he is confined to a wheelchair, Homer mistakes him for Larry Flint. <laughs> uh, when he's starting to incite the mob after Hawking mocks them, he goes, Larry Flint is right! Let's get him! Everyone goes to the gazebo to attack all of the smart people. One of my favorite Lenny and Carl exchanges is at that point, Carl goes, yeah, let's make litter out of these literati. And Lenny goes, that's too clever. You're one of them. <laughs> Turns on Carl. And there's a brawl and Stephen Hawking goes, time for this hawk to fly and turns into a helicopter. And that is the best. Uh, and the helicopter has like a special little arm that can rescue Lisa from all of this mayhem and airlift her out. And he's also, you know, like Inspector Gadget, he has a boxing glove and a toothbrush, you know, all attached to his wheelchair. <laughs> Stephen Hawking on The Simpsons. Amazing. I love it. The scene where the aforementioned literati confront Mayor Quimby is among my favorite Mayor Quimby moments. Um, they're like, things in this town are going to change and, you know, you're going to be part of it. Like, you're going to have to answer to us. Quimby goes, oh, I think you'll find that I won that lotto money fair and square. And... <laughs> He empties out the contents of his desk into a paper shredder. And then guys who work for him, you know, like Secret Service type guys with sunglasses, come in, pick up the paper shredder and shred it in a larger paper shredder. Uh, Quimby then runs out of the office and is seen out of the window galloping on a horse towards a plane. And galloping into the plane. The plane then takes off. And a second later, you see a hor the horse parachuting down without Quimby. So that's him dispensed with. Very funny. Yeah, this is a society of the smart people in Springfield who are sort of behind the scenes, very frustrated with how dumb everyone else is in Springfield. And they invite Lisa to join them. Uh, 
these people include not just the ones that I mentioned before, but Lindsay Nagel is one of them. Uh, Dr. Hibbert. And I think Sideshow Mel as well. Skinner is one. But they have a secret sort of think tank slash house where they all meet. And Lisa is welcomed into their fold. This is before they start squabbling amongst themselves uh, and when they're still very motivated by their idealism. She is shown around and they show her the portraits of other people in Mensa in the public eye. Marilyn Vossavant, Gina Davis, and cartoonist Mel Lazarus, um, who apparently was very flattered by the mention of him in The Simpsons and wrote to them and was very nice. Uh, although they are not very complimentary to him. This is the guy that draws Mama, which you probably, if you know it, know that is very shittily drawn. Um, but yeah, apparently he's got a very high IQ and just does it as kind of a side project. Um, but after showing those three portraits, Frank is like, all tops in his or her field, Ugh, except for Mel Lazarus. Anyway, uh, the reason why they invite Lisa to their cabal is because she has an op-ed printed in the paper that nobody she knows will read. Flanders doesn't want the opinion of anybody living. That's a pretty funny exchange between her and him. Homer only wants to read about a bra sale. And, you know, uh, Reverend Lovejoy only likes books for his book-burning mobile. <laughs> pretty funny visual of him driving away with the fire in the back of the van. And so poor Lisa is just so chagrined that she went to all this trouble to write it, but nobody reads it. Um, but then finally she gets an anonymous letter folded into a paper airplane and, mail and you know, thrown to her, into her window. And that says about the club that she is now going to be a member of. And she has to bring a pie. And finally, and perhaps most funnily, we come to the beginning of the episode, uh, which incited Lisa in the first place to write the op-ed. And that was the KBBL gross-out contest. You know that I love KBBL and Bill and Marty. Whenever they appear, I love it. Uh, they advertised on TV, actually, saying that the person who pulled the tackiest stunt for their panel of judges would be awarded with the trip to Hawaii. So everyone in Springfield came out in this terrible radio contest sponsored by Grandma Plopwell's Pudding 
and did various stupid things on stage. And the judges didn't like any of their tricks, and so a pudding throwing melee ensued. That is what happened. And here we see really, right afterwards, we see the funniest joke in the entire episode, even including the Stephen Hawking stuff. Having finished her writing, you know, the piece that she's going to send to the newspaper, she says, you know, maybe there's, there's a kernel of hope for all of us in Springfield that we can be less stupid. And as she's saying that, a pig being ridden by a naked Bart appears at her window and, you know, just, just for a second. Like, he rides by on the pig and he's naked. <laughs> and that is absolutely the funniest because it's completely unexpected. But yeah, there are pigs as part of the gross-out contest. Uh, Otto has himself swallowed by a snake. Kirk Van Houten dresses as a giant baby. Uh, Barney drinks an entire six-pack of beer at once, and it's revealed that that is not, in fact, the trick. Uh, he had chickens that were going to dance, but they don't get to. Um, And the judges include Madeline Albright. Nobody says anything about it, but it is a drawing that looks like Madeline Albright, former Secretary of State of the United States. And her her name tags, you know, the little... What is that called? The, like, bla brass plaque in front of her says her name. And also, I was so, so happy to learn uh, that this is the episode where Homer does his stunt, which is covering himself in popcorn kernels and taking hair dryers to his own body to pop the kernels while they are on him. I want to shake the hand either of Matt Selman or whatever other writer in the room came up with that stunt for Homer because I couldn't have done it better myself. Uh, and he sang Hot Buttered. This has been Simpsons time. you guys love it when I say things like, oh, I couldn't have done that better myself. Wonderful piece of writing on the greatest TV show of all time. Of course you couldn't have done it better yourself, idiot. I do have fun, though. <laughs>
re-listening to these things as I prepare them for podcasting. And I hope you enjoyed listening to this one today. This presentation of They Saved Lisa's Brain. A gem of an episode for my money. I'm Amanda. I will talk to you next week here on Simpsons Time Through the Debigulator. Have a good one.